Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. You look at the culture that we live in today where there is just a, we're living in a time where the Word of God is, is, is rejected and being rejected. There is a turning away from the truth in our nation, in our culture, just as it it happened in the nation of Judah, in the kingdom of Judah. We see that it is happening uh, in our time, in the days that we live in, which I think is a sign that we are the generation that is living in the last days. Jeremiah warned the nation of Judah over and over again that judgment would come. And now you'll see it playing out in the scripture passages today. You'll learn in the message today that the culture in Judah was far from God similar to the culture we're living in today. There are consequences that come with rejecting God, and you'll see how it affected the people of Judah in the scriptures today. Pastor Dan will encourage you to swim against the current and live for God, while many around you are rebelling against Him. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jeremiah chapter 39 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Well, chapter 39 describes the fall of Jerusalem to the Babylonians. And most of you have been with us through our study of the book of Jeremiah. And Jeremiah has been building and building to this moment. And in chapter 39, the moment finally arrives when God's judgment comes down upon the people for their rebellion and for their disobedience and their stiff-necked and hard-heartedness. And now Jerusalem falls, uh, the kingdom of Judah falls, the people are removed from the promised land that God gave them and carried away as slaves to Babylon. The people of Israel at this point, they have dwelt in the land for about 800 years from when they first crossed the Jordan River under the leadership of Joshua to this moment. Uh, when the nation is finally destroyed by the Babylonians. Uh, And I I cannot overstate how this marked a watershed moment in Israel's history. Uh, This is a a big deal in Israel's history. This event is described here in chapter 39. It's also described in 2 Kings chapter 25. It's also described in 2 Chronicles chapter chapter 36, because it was such a significant moment in the nation's history. For 40 years, Jeremiah warned the people of Jerusalem and warned the people of Judah that this day would come if they did not repent of their rebellion and turn back to God. Jeremiah told them plainly and explicitly 
that the Babylonians will invade from the north. They will destroy Jerusalem and the cities of Judah and carry the people away as captives. And for 40 years, the people ignored the word of God. The nation just dismissed the word of God. They scoffed at the word. They did not believe it would ever happen to them. They did not believe it would ever happen to their nation. That God would ever judge their nation. And now it's happened. Now it's come upon them just as God said it would. You know, in the New Testament, Peter warned that in the last days, scoffers will come mocking the truth and following their own desires. That will be a sign of the last days. People will mock the truth of God's word. They'll scorn it. They'll reject it. And I, I would say, as you, as you look at the world we live in today, you look at the culture that we live in today, where there is just a, we're living in a time where the word of God is, is, is rejected and being rejected. There is a turning away from the truth in our nation, in our culture, just as it, it happened in the nation of Judah, in the kingdom of Judah, we see that it is happening uh, in our time and the days that we live in, which I think is a sign that we are the generation that is living in the last days. Because we live in a day where now what God says is right, the culture says is wrong. And what God says is wrong, the culture says is right. And it's normalized now. What God calls sin is normalized in our culture. And the Bible-believing Christians are now the, the oddballs in our society for trying to hold a standard of God's word. And that's exactly, that was exactly the position Jeremiah was in. He was living in a nation that had just turned away from God and turned away from his word and had their own standard of right and wrong and their own morality that was accepted and normalized in their culture. And Jeremiah warned them and warned them and warned them that judgment would come. And now in chapter 39, the judgment comes. It says in verse 1, In the ninth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, in the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all his army came against Jerusalem and besieged it. And Babylon was the superpower of the ancient world And Nebuchadnezzar, with all of his army now, came against Jerusalem and besieged it. And the siege began in January of 587 B.C. And and the Babylonians, what they did is they they literally encased the city of Jerusalem with a great wall. They built a wall around the city, the entire city, to enclose it, to prevent any supplies or food from getting into the city. And this siege against Jerusalem lasted for 18 months, uh, where the people were trapped in the city. So it resulted in severe famine and pestilence within the city. We're told that in 2 Kings 25. Archaeologists have excavated in parts of the old city of Jerusalem down to the time of the Babylonian destruction. And what they have discovered is that the people were eating weeds, dandelions, literally, to survive. And raw meat 
they don't know why, and maybe they weren't able to build fires or what to cook their meat, but they know that they were eating weeds and raw meat to survive. And you may be thinking, well, how did they know that? Well, I'll tell you how they knew. When they, when they excavated down to that layer of the Babylonian destruction, they actually uncovered toilets in some of the houses, and they recovered fecal material in some of the toilets. You're only going to get this information here. You're not going to get this anywhere else. So they were able to examine that and determine what they were eating when they died. So, I mean, that, that's the, you know, they're eating weeds to survive. They're not cooking their food. So now they begin this siege. 18 months goes by. Look at verse 2 now and notice the detail that is given in verse 2 about the actual fall of Jerusalem. This was such a significant event in Israel's history that the Bible records the exact date of when Jerusalem fell. It's kind of like in our country's history, if I say 9-11, everybody knows what I'm talking about. They know that date. Or if I say December 7th, 1941, you all know what that date represents. It's, it's the date that will live in infamy, as Franklin Roosevelt said. This is, this is one of those dates in Israel's history, when Jerusalem fell. It was, in verse 2, in the 11th year of Zedekiah, in the fourth month, on the ninth day of the month, the city was penetrated. After 18 months of, of a siege, the walls of Jerusalem were breached, and we're given the exact date. On our, the, the calendar date would be July 19th, 586 B.C. And G. Campbell Morgan in his commentary said, listen to this. There will be an 11th year, a 4th month, and a ninth day for every nation. And that's sobering to consider. The Bible tells us that every nation eventually will fall. Every nation will come and, and go. Uh, even, even our own nation, as wonderful as it is, will one day fall. And we know this because we're told that one day all the governments of the world will be placed on the shoulders of Jesus Christ. And he will reign as King of kings and Lord of lords. And he will reign forever. And so every nation has an eleventh year, and a fourth month, and a ninth day of the month on the calendar. And it was in the eleventh year, the fourth month, the ninth day, that the walls of Jerusalem were breached. Jeremiah, again, he warned the people for years and years and years and years, decades, that this day would come if they did not Repent, and the people scoffed at Jeremiah's prediction. But the word of God proved to be true. The word of God always proves to be true. The word of God never fails. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. The word of God never fails. It will always come to pass. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth, with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. 
But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. Now look at verse 3. Verse 3 is significant. Then all the princes of the kingdom of Babylon came in and sat in the middle gate. Now we're gonna, they're going to give us some really difficult names now. Look at the first name here. Nergal <laughs> Sharezer. Who names their kid Nergal? How do you decide on that name, right? Honey, what about the name Nergal? What do you think about that name for the baby? Samgar Nebo, Sarsekim, Rab Saris, Nergal Sarezer again. What are the chances of there being two people with maybe that name was like John or something in, in Babylon? Now the next name is my favorite name, Rab Mag. I like that name. That sounds like a a Marvel character, right? Or one of the Avengers, Rabmag. With the rest of the princes of the king of Babylon. Now, verse 3 is an important verse because it tells us that the, the leaders of the kingdom of Babylon entered Jerusalem. And it says, and they sat in the middle gate of the city. That means they established their government over the city of Jerusalem. In the ancient world, Judges and leaders govern from the city gate, one of the gates of the city. If you go to Israel today, you do a Bible tour, uh, you go up to Tel Dan, for example, and you can see the city gate of the ancient city of Dan, and you can see the Bema seat where the, judge, where the judges sat to govern the city. They would govern from the city gates. And so what verse 3 is telling us and why it's important for us is because it's telling us at this point now, The the Babylonians come into Jerusalem and they begin to govern over the city of Jerusalem. So at this point, Jerusalem is now governed by Gentiles. It's governed by non-Jews. And if you're a note taker, this is when what the Bible calls the times of the Gentiles begins. The times of the Gentiles. This is when it begins. 586 B.C., Babylonians. If you turn with me over to Luke chapter 21, Luke chapter 21, the times of the Gentiles, uh, it's described for us in several passages, Daniel chapter 2, Daniel chapter 7, a couple places in Revelation describe it for us, but it's only here, Luke chapter 21, that we find the phrase, the times of the Gentiles, and it was used by Jesus. Uh, Luke chapter 21 is the Olivet Discourse. It's a teaching that Jesus gave on the Mount of Olives to his disciples as he is describing to them and explaining to them the events in the world leading up to 
his second coming. So that's the context here. He's talking about his second coming in Luke 21 when he returns in glory and power to establish his kingdom here on the earth. And he says in Luke 21, verse 24, they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all nations. He's describing the time of the tribulation period. He's really describing the time of the great tribulation, the second half. And Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. There's the phrase. The times of the Gentiles. And he says, Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And and so the context he's talking about Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem. It will be trampled by Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. The times of the Gentiles can be defined as the period of time when Jerusalem will be ruled over by Gentiles. That time began and when Babylon conquered the city of Jerusalem in verse 3, chapter 39 of Jeremiah. And Jerusalem will be under Gentile rule until the second coming of Jesus Christ. That's the times of the Gentiles. From 586 BC until Jesus Christ returns. Now throughout that history... There are times where the Jews ruled over Jerusalem temporarily, where they regained control of the city. During the time of the Maccabees, for example, for a short period of time, the Jews regained control over the city of Jerusalem. But it goes from 586 BC and stretches all the way until Jesus Christ returns, and there will be temporary times in history where the Jews have some control over the city of Jerusalem like they do today. Since 1967, the Jews, the nation of Israel, have had control over the city of Jerusalem. But if you go to Jerusalem today and you go to certain parts of the city of Jerusalem, the people that live in certain parts of the city of Jerusalem, like in the Arab neighborhoods or in the Muslim quarter, they don't recognize the Jewish government. Uh, When we were there this last time, we were walking through an Arab neighborhood and there were some teenage boys that that passed us by and they made a point of saying to us, welcome to Palestine. They don't don't see the Jewish government as legitimate that's ruling over it. The Jewish government does not rule over the Temple Mount today. There's an Islamic foundation that rules the temple mount. So they don't have control over all of the city. They don't have control over the temple mount. There's no Jewish temple there today. If you go to the temple mount, there is a Muslim shrine where the temple to Yahweh once stood. And just about anywhere you go in the city of Jerusalem today, you're going to hear the Muslim call to prayer throughout the day through speakers throughout the city. Everywhere you go, you hear the Muslim call to prayer. So, yes, in a way, the Jews have control over the city of Jerusalem, but in a way they don't. They're not completely ruling over it. 
Not only that, Revelation chapter 11, if you're taking notes, Revelation chapter 11, verses 1 and 2, tell us that the Gentiles will yet tread Jerusalem down underfoot for three and a half years during the tribulation period. So that's something that's yet to come. It's describing a time when the Gentiles will tread Jerusalem underfoot for three and a half years during the tribulation period. And so because of that, we know that the current control the Jews have over Jerusalem, it's, it's not full control of Jerusalem and it's, it's temporary. Because during the tribulation, the Gentiles will tread Jerusalem underfoot for three and a half years, Revelation chapter 11 verses 1 and 2. So you can look at Jerusalem and, and you can ask the question, well, why don't the Jews have full control over Jerusalem? Why is there so much tension over Jerusalem today? Why don't they have control over the Temple Mount? Why don't they have a temple on the Temple Mount? And, you, and, and we could give a, like a political answer or explain the politics and the complex politics that's involved and the diplomacy that's involved in all that and all the, you know, blah, 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 politics, 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 right? What's the biblical reason? Because God in his judgment of the Jewish people for their rebellion, he gave the city of Jerusalem over to Gentiles to rule over it. So when you see a picture of the Temple Mount and you see the the dome of the rock that, you know, dominates the Temple Mount... That's a reminder to us that that is the judgment of God against the Jewish people for their rebellion, for their failure to repent and turn back to him. And it will remain, the city will remain under Gentile power in some degree until the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's the time of the Gentiles. It began back with the Babylonians 586 BC, and it's going to carry all the way through until Jesus Christ returns. Now, there is a difference, and I want to point this out because sometimes people get these two terms confused. There is a difference between the times of the Gentiles that we're talking about and the fullness of the Gentiles. Sometimes you hear that that phrase as well, the fullness of the Gentiles. So I want to explain the difference to you. If you want to turn with me over to Romans chapter 11... Romans chapter 11, here Paul talks about the fullness of the Gentiles. And now the the context of Romans 11, actually Romans 9, 10, and 11, is the salvation of the Jewish people. That God is not finished with the Jewish people. He hasn't forsaken them. The gifts and calling of God are without uh, repentance. He hasn't changed his mind about the Jewish people. But here in Romans chapter 11, verse 25, he says, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel. Not in in entirety, blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved, as is written. The deliverer will come out of Zion, and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant with them 
when I take away their sin. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. That's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth. If you'd like to hear more teachings from Pastor Dan, we invite you to visit our website, calvaryec.com. There you'll have access to our library of previous messages available to listen to online or download to take with you on the go. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Each time we post a new teaching, you'll get a notification and be able to listen right away. We're so blessed to be able to provide you with insightful messages taken straight from the pages of God's Word. We pray you've been encouraged today by what you've heard. We'd like to take a moment to ask you to partner with us as we continue to build this ministry. God is using programs like Ring of Truth to share the message of the gospel through a virtual mission field. Now, more than ever, people are being reached through radio and online teachings. We're so glad we could be a part of it, and we're eager to see where God will take us next. Would you join us in seeking God's will for this ministry? We'd also ask that you keep our listeners in your prayers, that they'll be open to how God is speaking to them. We know God listens to the prayers of His people, and we appreciate you partnering with us in this way. Thanks for joining us today. We encourage you to take the things you're learning in this study and apply them in your daily life. In our next edition, Pastor Dan will continue teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Jeremiah, here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize